to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. No. No, you're not. Not me. What? No, not today. No. I am Alicia Cuthbert <laughs> from 24. <laughs> uh, yeah. Old school. Yeah. Uh, the remake of House of Wax. Okay. And the early 2000s. <laughs> Okay, Alicia. Okay, no, it's me, really. I ah, tricked you. Good trick. Um, but I have not been thinking about Alicia Cuthbert's career. <laughs> welcome to our Wednesday. <laughs> Don't call it Wednesday, because it's going to be Thursday. Okay, welcome to our Thursday episode <laughs> News and Reviews, the only show but on a sometimes Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, does news and reviews. Well, no, just and almost on a weekly basis, messes up its introduction. Just say that. It is the only show which we do news and reviews. That's what I meant. Because that's that is true. Okay, should we start with news? And there's you saying we should edit a sizzle reel together, a sizzle reel of you fucking things up. <laughs> Introductions, phrases, life. Okay, uh, a lot, me. a lot of news. Douse me in news. Like so much news. Like there's gonna be a whole lot we miss out, Bob. We'll talk about the big ones. So, um, the biggest, really, well, not the biggest, but a huge bit of news that came out was the casting of Cable for the Deadpool, new Deadpool mm, movie. Yes. Which was a bit of a curveball, because it wasn't a name that was mentioned before. But it's Has jo- it been officially announced? Yeah, yeah. It's um, Josh Brolin. Solid um, choice. Who you'll know from all sorts of things, but mainly as Thanos from... Well, no, Ma- mainly as mainly No as, Country for Old Men. Mainly as the older brother from the Goonies, sorry. But, but you know, he's currently known as Thanos, yeah. Um, which is quite an interesting mix because, you know, it means that they can pull on that a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of use that as a thing to do. But also, Kevin Feige come out and said, "There's actually nothing in the contract to say they can't play two different superheroes in any of these contracts." So sure. he's got no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you make of this though? Because it wasn't someone who was. It's a good choice. He's a good actor. He's a good straight man. I like Josh Brolin, and that's the thing. I think Cable, you need somebody who can play straight to Ryan Reynolds a little bit. Just hope it's better than Men in Black Three. Let's hope it's better than Hail Caesar. Yeah, but he wasn't playing the straight man to Ryan Reynolds in that. He was playing the terrible man in every terrible role in that. Well, no, I think you're being unkind to him. Hail Caesar is not a good film. His performance is perfectly fine. Mm. It's a mess of a film. Mm. I'll be the first to admit that, but I think his performance is fine. Almost walked out. Not because of his performance, though. <laughs> it was not a good film. No, it wasn't. Um, but his performance was fine. Palatable. Palatable. Fine. That is... You've agreed with me there. <laughs> so, Cable. He's the best actor the MCU possibly have at this point in time. They've under, underutilised him. They um, have. He, he did a good the job thing of is, telling him... He's most people who go and see MCU films won't care that Josh Brolin is... Cable because they don't even know he's Thanos yet because they don't know enough about Thanos. And the thing is, I suppose I, don't th- I think you ask a hundred people to go and see that film. Oh, who's who plays Thanos? They'll go, I don't know. They go, who's big and purple? They won't the know berries who it is. from the Robinsons. <laughs> it's uh, It's the uh, Rabina berries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a good choice. Yeah, and the thing is, under that much CGI in Marvel, I don't think it's going to matter him being in Deadpool. No, of course not. Also, I like Josh Brolin as an actor. Um, You know, I'm happy just to see him do more stuff. Yeah. Um, I know he was rumoured for when they were were originally casting an older Batman, Josh Brolin was one of the names being thrown around, and I thought that would be an interesting choice. So, Mm. you know, I do like Josh Brolin. So, yeah, good on him. 
and I think he will work well with Ryan Reynolds because he is a he's a funny and amicable but amicable guy. Yeah. So he'll have those moments. I think at least we avoid Jeff Bridges to do a remake of R.I.P.D. <laughs> um, the other bit of Marvel news is the one that just came out. Um, do you have the one that we've literally just found out about the the Captain Marvel directors? Oh yeah. Did you have their names stood up? Because I, I closed the window. I'm sure I do. Yes. So Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who are writers and directors and editors and all this stuff. Um, now I know nothing about these guys, but I literally just saw the news that they are apparently officially the directors for that film. Uh, yeah, so they're the team who brought you uh, Half Nelson and Mississippi Grind more recently. A fairly solid team, a little bit more to their work than than just surface level stuff. It'll be an interesting project. Do you know much about them? I don't know a huge amounts about them, to be honest. They, it seems like a it seems like a fairly similar setup to say. Um, you know, um, Ben Wheatley and Amy Jump have this thing yeah. where they co-write and he directs, and then they co-edit the the films. It seems a similar thing to that. I don't think that I don't know if they're involved with each other or not, but they constantly work together. So it's a case of them collaborating on on mm. productions. So it will be a collaborative effort, seemingly. Uh, interesting, they've gone for someone who is basically unknown to anyone who hasn't seen those yeah, films. Like me. Um but could be an interesting choice, but of course we always trust in Marvel's ability to choose kind of pull directors out. Because not, only, not only casting, but in terms of directors and writers, they, they always get the the person to do the best job, I think. Yeah. So, it'll be so I think confident, but you know, quietly so I would be interested to see if this doesn't actually change hands a couple of times. So yeah, yeah. I you know, it's still very early days. Um, moving from Marvel to Disney, mm. just really quickly, rumour in Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, Will Smith is apparently rumoured to be playing the genie. Mm. That seems like a weird choice for me. But then, we spoke about many a times, I'm not sure who you would put in that role. Dexter Fletcher. <laughs> if you're Guy Ritchie, Dexter Fletcher's <laughs> probably available. Um, I mean, who are you going to get? Who would you get? God knows. And this thing, I've always said you just take the Robin Williams recordings and all the extra stuff that he did because apparently there's loads of hours more of what he did. Yeah, he but didn't so go much in. of it is just expletive rhythm. Yeah. But, like, and you just put that in the film. And it's Guy Ritchie, it's going to be expletives everywhere. In a Disney remake? Yes, I don't think it's so. Guy Ritchie. It's going to be gun, guns, it's going to be Vinnie Jones cameos. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an, in, an interesting choice, and I'm interested to see whether that actually comes to fruition. Um, Talking so many segues in our news today. Okay, okay. Segway. Talking then. of Disney, which we were. Um, have you heard the news about Apple? Uh, the the company Apple. The Apple are lo- looking to buy Disney for two billion. In which then they will be the first trillion dollar company. Two billion. Two billion. I think it's two billion or something like that. Two billion. No, it can't to be buy two billion. Disney. It can't be two billion. It must be more. But basically, they're they're looking to buy Disney for a huge, maybe two hundred billion, something like that. Basically, a lot of money. But Apple are going to buy a lot of money, and it will basically make their, them a trillion dollar company. I don't think this will happen. It's ridiculous. I hope it doesn't because I don't think that many companies should all be under one umbrella. Two billion. No, it's got to it be way more. It's got to be, be like two, two trillion. trillion. 
No, no. Two hundred billion. It's definitely less than a. They don't need to be bought out though. This is the thing. It's just like uh, because don't forget, Disney are already making all of the money. I've not seen this information. Yeah, yeah, it came out. Um, it's like a rumor from like one of the Financial Times or something. Um, these are also people who said that the banks were completely safe and too big to fail so <laughs> let's not read too much into that shall um, we but yeah it seems like crazy that that would happen yeah um, I, am, a, I am hesitant to agree with this there is another segue into more Disney news okay, one but more. I'm going to hold off one more Disney? for a second okay. because just a quick bit got cast, even more Disney news a little bit of casting update this yeah. time from Warner Brothers um, they've cast Young Dumbledore in the next Harry Potter of course film. they have Fantastic Beasts film, which is Jude Law. Yeah, um, I really like Jude Law. I, I like Jude Law. I think he's great. It's a shame we have Johnny Depp playing Grindelwald yeah, and not Colin Farrell, though. That is a huge misstep, and I think my my idea was that each time he would change into a different actor. So this time he'll be played by Johnny Depp, but then like the next one, I don't know, it might be like Paul Bettany or <laughs> someone like that. I thought you were going to say Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah, could be. That'd be an interesting choice. Yeah. No, Paul Dano would be like another wizard hero, like a, a, a Newt Scamander type. Maybe he also changes face. I think he's going to die in the second one. Maybe throughout this film, mm. this franchise, every character just changes. I know who, I know how it's going to end, actually, so yeah. I won't tell. I, I've signed a non-disclosure agreement with JK. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can tell you one thing. Yeah. Ron Perlman's goblin character becomes king. Where do you think Gringotts comes from? He establishes it. <laughs> Last film is just him laying the first brick in the foundations of Gringotts and saying, well, this is where I'll keep my dragon. <laughs> Shall we talk about the big news then? The okay. biggest thing that came out this I week. I don't know what, um, I actually don't know what the biggest Star Wars Celebration was. happened. Oh yeah, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Celebration happened, it was like 40 years of Star Wars. Um, they had a panel. Too many years. <laughs> stop yeah. now. It doesn't stop. That's the thing about these celebrations, they keep stop. going because it time won't. carries on. Yeah. Um, so they had these uh, all these panels, um, and they had a really nice thing for Carrie Fisher. Um, that kind Didn't of memorial thing. Sorry. Uh, it was really nice. It's kind of a really kind of a nice kind of memorial for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then obviously after that, you get the panels of, um, and the main one was Last Jedi panel. Mm. Um, that's the that's the big Hosted one. Hosted by Josh Gad. Yeah, that's one I actually watched all of. Um, because I was like, oh, it's going to be a trailer. We're going to have to talk about it. I might mm-hmm. as well watch it and just hope the trailer's right at the beginning. It wasn't. No. That. But um, we got to see, obviously, them talking about the film. Didn't get much away. But we did get um, a poster. Mm-hmm. And you saw the poster. Yeah. Uh, good poster. I really like the poster. I really do. Um, and then we got to see the trailer. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the trailer? It's a perfectly functional trailer. It doesn't really get me too buzzed for the film. I'm not particularly buzzed for these films at the moment. Um, you have to do more than what Force Awakens did to get me going for this franchise. Honestly, I, I don't think I don't think that the Force Awakens was a particularly outstanding film. I think it was fine and it was well made, but it was a direct port of. Uh, a yeah, hope. our feelings on Force Awakens are very well documented. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Until we know more about the Last Jedi, I can't. I mean, it'll be fine. Tell me what. The, it'll be great. The one thing. It'll be bad. There we are. I've covered all my bases. You sound like a man who's lost faith in film. I've lost faith in certain films. Um, the one Not thing I will one. say though is that score. Whenever I hear it, um, it 
it's just mm. kind of overwhelming like how beautiful that score is mm. um and there are a couple of really nice moments in in the trailer um especially like the couple of shots like when it's panning over the mountains and you've got ray kind of being trained by luke by lots of things and mm. then also there's that shot of the kind of rusty spaceships kind of all kind of dragging along a planet and yeah, it's kind of kicking yeah. up the red smoke behind it um i thought that was really cool but you're right it doesn't really give anything away yes. and i think that's the best way to do it they did it really with the force awakens they mm. but force awakens they had a lot more chance to kind of go oh here's a lot of nostalgia they also did it Drops. with mad max fury road better arguably <laughs> that trailer gives nothing away yeah that trailer's incredible though mm. um but this is what star wars star wars know how to put together a trailer i feel yeah moment. and that's and that's what i really like and how many times have we seen good trailers bad movies so many times. Anything by DC. Uh, I still don't think they're particularly great trailers. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to see... Like, I'm, I'm hoping for something good. Yeah. I'm hoping something good comes out of this. Because uh, I was disappointed by Force Awakens. But I did go back and watch Rogue One mm. um, the other day. And I will say, uh, you know, all of my negative points towards that film still stand. Yeah. I will say that the script and stuff and the Grand Moff Tarkin is a scary motherfucker. Mm. Have you slept since, by the way, or been too afraid of the Grand Moff Tarkin hiding under your bed? <laughs> but I will say the final third of that film is great. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely believe it's really, really good. It's um, exciting stuff like that. So make it make me have the feeling for the next Star Wars how the final third of that did when I watched it again the other day. It won't. It'll be too long. Then. Well, it'll be longer than the final third. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's but then you know, be too clunky. Then hopefully that'll good. That'll that'll be good. Um, okay. You know, so I've got I've got I've got hope for it, but maybe a new hope for it. Um, no, I'm leaving the podcast. No, no, stop this. Boo. Now. Yes, yes, quite right. Boo. Boo to you, sir. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see whether that's rightfully placed or not. You know, I'm not dreading it. Put it that way. I'm, mm. Um, and also, I'm I'm excited to see more of what comes out from Battlefront because they did the trailer for Battlefront Two. We're just gonna have a campaign this time, and mm. looks like we're playing as the bad guys. So, well, it depends on which side Battlefront Two, great game. Um, so I'm interested to see what comes out of that, but not really much more came out of Star Wars Celebration, which is strange. What else did? Like, like the panels and stuff, but nothing really. Casting. Much. Yeah, they had a couple of casting Young Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> but they didn't know... We were expecting like an Obi-Wan film. We were expecting more stuff about the games. Nothing really came out of that. They got more um, time. I don't think they really... I can't say for but I don't think they had anything really about the Han Solo movie. Um, so it's interesting that... You've already got enough about that to continue, though, I think. But I thought that maybe you'd get like some kind of concept art or anything like that. But Everyone's I, talking about Last Jedi. Let that be the thing that rides the wave now, and then in a couple of months, just be like, remember Han Solo? Well, I suppose this is the thing, like, they, they fully let Rogue One get out of the way before they release something before, which is what you predicted, mm-hmm. before they release anything from Last Jedi. So, we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, hopefully it's good. Okay. And um, that's all my news. Have you got anything? No, literally yeah, not you, this You week. didn't care, did you? Nah, not this didn't week. Care. Too busy. Uh, why don't you tell me what film you saw this week? No. Okay, fine. <laughs> End of the podcast. Bye, guys. Um, I went and saw Ghost in the Shell, finally. Okay. Uh, I said I'd go see it a couple of weeks ago. Imagine if people turned off when I said bye, guys, just then. <laughs> Did miss it. They're, like, they're saying goodbye, but they're still like... 
it's no longer there. No, I went and saw Ghost and Shah said I'd go see it a few weeks ago, um, and I managed to catch it today. Yay! Um, but I literally, about a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ghost and Shah is based on the anime of the same name. Uh, it starts Scarlett Johansson as... Or is it the manga of the same name that then was adapted into an anime? I don't care. Is the manga the comic books? Maybe. Is it, that's the that's term, pro- I think. You tell me. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Just trying, to, just trying to do justice to this franchise. There was a... There was a there was Back a, it away from this. There was a cartoon of it just to really piss people off. Call it, call it a cartoon. There was a cartoon. Yeah. Um, it was based on... It was based on a drawing book. Novel. <laughs> um, no, it's got Scarlett Johansson who plays the major who is um, somebody whose mind, like, fully functioning mind is implanted into kind of a cybernetic body. Um, and it's confusing. I can't really tell you the plot because it did confuse me for about a good 20-30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically kind of more about her and it's it's supposed to question kind of what is human and what it, like those philosophical questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, this film looks beautiful. Like yeah. at times it looks amazing. It's got these sweeping shots through um, these kind of really high tech, kind of Blade Runner-esque yeah. cities. It's like Neo Tokyo or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That might be something else, but I think it's... The it's a like. level on Time Splitters too. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but you know, it's got these really amazing things and it's kind of, it's future tech looks really good. Yeah. Um, at times the, gra- the um, graphics don't really hold up. Like there's a invisibility thing where it kind of switches and she kind of goes into a visible cloak mm. which kind of doesn't work it looks a bit kind of janky um but th- the thing is as good as it looks there's not much underneath right um i think it the film thinks it's smarter than it actually is mm-hmm. and nobody really does a great job in it there's some cool moments but not enough to kind of hold you in. and to be honest i was fairly bored at parts of this mm-hmm. like i said the first half hour lost me completely and I went and saw this, and afterwards I was chatting to the guy who I went and watched it with, um, Hamish, who's been on the podcast with us before. Yeah. And Hamish has seen the original. And what he turned around to me and said is, the thing is, if you watch the original, it deals with everything that this film tries to deal with, but on a much better um, footing. Right. You know, it, it deals with it much better. And I was like, and it, listening to him talk about it and watching this, Makes me actually want to go and watch the original because I want to see this done properly because I think there's potential. Well, sure, there. that's a good thing. Then. Yeah, yeah. If and nothing the, else, the it is, drives up the interest in the exactly. And the thing is, as nice as it looks, I think the problem is it. There's no, my problem. I said to Hamish was I felt there was no wit or charm there. Mm-hmm. There was nothing for me to latch onto and go. Those are characters I enjoy watching, and that's where I think it falls down. And like I said, I was bored during it as well, and I was clock watching at times. Um, because, you know, visuals can only hold you for so long. And it's a shame because it, it looked like it could be something intriguing. It could be fun. And there were moments in there where you go, okay, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a bit in it that definitely reminded me of the film Wild Wild West. If you've seen the film, you'll know what I mean. But I won't spoil it on the podcast. So don't ask any questions about it. Okay, Kenneth Brown in a metallic but, wheelchair. But I did giggle during the film okay. afterwards. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say if you were a fan of the, the original... Maybe stick with that because I think this would disappoint you. If you kind of want something that might pique your interest, it might do it. But I think there's probably better out there at the moment. Okay. Uh, maybe it's one to watch on TV if it comes around. Glowing endorsement. Yeah, it's 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 one that I can't really. I'm not going to hate on it because there is nice stuff in there. Yeah. But I'm not going to recommend it really. Okay. Fair enough. It's kind of proper middle ground. But popcorn, popcorn flick. Yeah. 
no, I think there's a lot of people who will not enjoy this film. Okay. Um, but not people that will or won't. I think there are people. There's a certain subset of people that will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are films that do it better. So mm-hmm. you know, if you want that sort of thing, maybe you know, Blade Runner, and obviously you got the new but Blade it, Runner coming out. Uh, and importantly, is it trying to be Blade Runner? In ways, yes. And the thing is, like I said, the main thing is I think it's it thinks it's dealing with the subject matter. The one thing I will say though is, you know, the whole whitewashing controversy that yeah. came out of this. I think after watching this film, I think it is a bit of sterling for sterling's sake and I think it has damaged this film's popularity. Yeah, certainly because seems to be the case. When you watch it you understand that this is just a body that the character was put into. Mm. Um much like apparently in the original anime manga manga, I'm not saying this is verbatim because I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently it's mentioned that she's put into a Caucasian body because it's supposed to be kind of um aesthetically more kind of appealing so that she can get into places easier and stuff right. like that or whatever. I don't know whether that's right or not, but they actually explain that she is Japanese heritage and that's why she's got the Japanese name for a Caucasian appearance and they explain that a little bit more. They feel a bit bungled. No, that bit makes sense to me and right. I was glad they put it in there to kind of go, look, this is why this is. Hmm. Um, but once again, little interesting things do not make a good film. Okay, fair enough. You want to source it, though. Let's yes. talk about that. Uh, so I caught Raw last week. The wrestling program. Very good. I was wondering how long it would be until we made the first Triple H pun. <laughs> um, so Raw is the debut feature from Julia de Cornell. Um The plot is a young uh, vegetarian woman goes off to veterinary school, uh, the same veterinary school that was attended by her mum and dad and by her elder sister, who's still there, but is a couple of years older Mm -hmm. than her. Um, So is then forced to go through various um, quite intense hazing rituals during her rush week, as it were. Mm. Um, And one in particular, she has to eat a, a raw rabbit kidney or part of a raw rabbit kidney. And obviously she, being a vegetarian takes against this but is forced to do it anyway by her sister who just says look get through it and you can then join the fun this then awakens appetites in her that were previously dormant that's all I'll say mm-hmm. because that's really all you can say without giving everything away about the film um, if you know anything about the film you know what it's about yeah, yeah. but it's still better to just go in with experience yeah and try and not know as much as possible um what i will say is number one it's a fantastic central performance uh of of the lead character of justine by i'm gonna absolutely butcher this name uh garance merillier i'm gonna go with sound perfect Um, to me so you know throughout the film we get to see her being this vulnerable disturbed kind of bemused character um, which is kind of complemented by the older sister who's very predatory and um, sort of forceful. There is a really great dynamic of these two sisters that works mm. really beautifully, to be honest. Um, it's it's a film that is, um, for me, it stands up there as one of the best of the year, easily, like head and shoulders above a lot of other stuff. Yeah, It's intimate and erotic and it's sort of... a, a it's an intensely personal portrait of a coming of age tale mm-hmm. told in a very unconventional manner um it sort of 
the way I can best best sum it up is sort of a it's a Hans Christian Andersen by way of David Cronenberg by way of sort of Guillermo del Toro and <laughs> quite there's, a mix. There's there's elements of a lot of other stuff that I really like in there that all comes together to form a really sort of um, powerful and striking film. Um, the visual imagery is incredible. The cinematography is beautifully yeah. done. And not to mention the sort of music, use of music in it is haunting at times and funny at times. It, it sort of all comes together really well, the whole Which is package. the complete opposite to Ghost in the Shell because sometimes the music is really off-putting in that. Right. Um, but then sometimes it's really nice. So it's that thing of sometimes music can really make or break a film I mm. think, as well. Yeah, I think I so, think that's definitely true. Um, we've seen it in a few examples of things. Like we saw Arrival and right, we came both I think Arrival Arrival really kind of cements that film that really helps carry it I can tell you what in fact speaking of Scarlett Johansson we watched I rewatched Under the Skin recently Mm -hmm. which is a film from 2014 I think um, directed by Jonathan Glazer who did uh, Sexy Beast which if you haven't seen do watch that as well Uh, but Under the Skin is a really great example of a science fiction film with a score that is just chilling and really sticks with you and does really interesting things. Uh, Done by Mika Levy, who then did Jackie this year. And I think was also nominated for Jackie. Um, But again, the soundtrack for Jackie, which I've not not seen the film, but I've listened to the score many times. Really great soundtrack. But then on the flip side, then you get something like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Where that that music in it carries that film. It yeah, the it's jukebox a on its own. sort of, and it's that thing. Element. If you if you get somebody who understands how to score something properly, then it can really kind of add an extra dimension to that film. But sorry, I interjected. Yeah, I mean, I won't say too much else on it because it is a case of the less you know, the better. You'll probably struggle to find it in cinemas at the moment. Um, it's it's probably down to a few, maybe well, a you, showing. You struggled to find it. Didn't yeah, you? I managed to catch it when I went down to one showing a day. Um, what I would say is, if you can find it, seek it out and do go and see it. It's really mm-hmm. worth the trip. When it comes out. When it comes out on DVD, you do buy it. It's Although you did tell me I would not enjoy it. It's not, it's not a film that you would like, purely because the subject matter and uh, the imagery used within, I know for a fact you yeah. cannot stomach. And I've yeah. you can stomach in small portions maybe, but it does make you feel uncomfortable. This is a film that is not a comfortable watch yeah. if you are upset or sort of um, disturbed by images of viscera. Yeah, let's say. Um, if you aren't watching, you'd fully buy it on DVD. It. it is up there. It's in my top two or three for the year. It's it's mind blowing. Mine's still Power Rangers. <laughs> That's where we're gonna have to leave it today. As always, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. On Twitter, we're at Dinosaurman15. Facebook, we're Dinosaurman Nerdcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, and other places, but probably not that many. If you would like to leave a comment, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, all that good stuff, then you are more than welcome to do that, and we would encourage that heartily. If you want to tell us off for calling Ghost in the Shell a cartoon... I didn't call it a cartoon. You did. Oh no! It's on me. The old, uh, the old uh, cartoony types oh. are coming after you. They're bringing back Jackie Chan Adventures. Just thought I'd slip that one in there. <laughs> <laughs>
great show, live action. Um, no, they're doing it cartoon, but it's for ages three to ten, and it's going to have um, messages for the younger kids. I think in it was there. basically ages three to ten anyway. <laughs> it's just you continue to watch it. Um, anyway, as always, thank you to Andy. It's all right. Do we, do we do Twitter and Facebook? Johnny Neves did the theme song. Yeah, this this week it was inspired by Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> Neo Tokyo. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you did Twitter and Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did. Then thank you. We should not get distracted in no. the future. Uh, <laughs> and until next time, don't 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 cause a race war with your whitewashing conversations. Just watch the film first, and then make your own decisions. Well, yes, but also no. It's a complicated subject <laughs> that we can't really get into now. Be right back, guys. Die. 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 Die.